What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Goal Line Podcast. I am your host, as always, Russell Goddard. And I really, really do wish I was coming at you right now with my first guest of the summer. But unfortunately, had some equipment issues, had uh, it just equipment issues. We got we got this new stuff coming in. Hopefully be here a couple days. Uh, go to the new spot and you start start recording then um, with with the guests for the summer. So I figured, you know what? It's Thursday night, about past six o'clock. Let's throw on a small podcast. Not a whole lot going on. It is the summer, hence why I wanted to bring on the guests. Uh, but hey, look, we got a little content to create. Let's throw something out. Let's look at you. Let's, if you listen to this on a Friday, maybe listen on a weekend, get thrown in an extra, you know, six hour shift, some overtime. You just want to pop it in on your drive to work. However you consume, I'm not, you know, Hey, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care whichever way, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it. I just appreciate that you do it. So, uh, let's, let's hop into it before we do, as always rate and subscribe, follow the Instagram. You got, you know, the drill by now, blah, 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 let's talk a little football. And let's start with what is probably the most polarizing news of this offseason, Deshaun Watson and the civil cases against him. And I believe it was Tuesday it came over. I think Schefter probably was first to report that 20 of the 23 women have settled with Deshaun Watson now. 20 of the 23. Still got three to go, but... Clearly, it looks like this is going one way. It's going for settlements. These girls are probably offering more money. Maybe they won't settle. Maybe they will take them. They will sue them for more, How, whatever it may be. But Deshaun Watson should have just done this from the beginning. The whole reason for this going through all of these, the, the federal trial and now the civil cases, was to clear your name. Obviously, it was impossible to clear your name because the more that kept coming out, the worse it got. You, you, I mean, it came out that you had like over 60, 80 women. You, you, were, you were paying a guy. You were personally paying a guy to funnel you specific women. Dude, holy shit. You are dumb. I, I, think, I think Deshaun Watson is so unbelievably talented. I think the guy is a very unique player. I think he's a stud on the field. And everything before this, he was a stud of a character. Coming out of Clemson, Dabo Sweeney called him the next Michael Jordan. Beats Nick Saban in Alabama in a national championship game. Throws the game when he passed to Hunter Renfro, who just got paid this offseason. How about Hunter Renfro? That guy's a baller. Deshaun coming out, first round pick, was just lighting up the league. And, and you, you have this whole thing going on. This whole time, you know that this is what you're doing. You know it because you're the one that's doing it. Then it comes out and you think, nah, bro, I'll be good. Don't worry. I'm going to clear my name. It can't get any worse. You, this is, was just the most stupidest, dumbest move. Not only are you dumb for doing this, but you can't even cover your, like cover this up faster. Pay these women off quickly. So this all doesn't come out and you don't look like even more of a scumbag? Holy shit, dude. Come on. Listen, if you're going to be a piece of shit, criminal, whatever, at least be good. At least at least not get under the shit. I mean, dude, come on. 
How could you have not just paid all these girls off faster? 20 of the 23 just accepted a settlement after you finally decided to settle. But the, all that time, I'm not settling, I'm not settling, I'm not settling. I mean, granted, you got a, you know, $300 million guaranteed contract, 260 whatever it is from the Browns. Like, you got that guaranteed money while all this was going on. So at the end of the day, I guess he's not the loser here, right? Because he's getting nearly $300 million guaranteed from Jimmy Aslam's pocket. Whether they win a game, and he ever plays a game, they ever win a meaningful game, that's a lot of money. And, and I got to say, I, I just I just wish to show, like, come on, dude. It, it, like, you were going to clear your name? That couldn't honestly, honestly, you could not believe that. Just get out in front of it early. Pay him off. What do you think? You think you think gangsters and, and mafia members and like you know criminals are like uh, you know what? I'm just I'll let it play out. Let it clear my name. No, they pay the motherfuckers off or they kill them. Now I'm not saying kill them obviously. Pay them off. Just give them the money. I I I I I just Jesus. And what a shit show. What a debacle. The Browns are. I I think Deshaun, man. Man, the only way this goes away is if he comes back and he's just awesome. Because I have such red flags. I have such a hesitation on Deshaun Watson being my starting quarterback. He makes poor decisions. Not only does he make poor decisions that he got himself into, he makes poor decisions on trying to get himself out of that poor decision he made. Come on, dude. You at least got to be good at getting out of the poor decision you made somewhat. Make an attempt. No attempt, no no settling with some of them. No settling with the ones that would take the smaller amount of money. May it even be six, seven, or eight of them. Jesus, man. Now you get, all of a sudden, you get 20 out of the 23 to settle? Come on, bro. This is insane. <laughs> I think this is idiotic. This is so ridiculously idiotic to me. It's just because it was only going to get worse. And now he finally saw it was only going to get worse. Deshaun... You're a great football player. You know, you're going to be good. You know, you're good for the league when you're playing well because you're a quarterback. But man, man, oh man, I think him, the Browns, this is just Baker Mayfield. Oh, the NFL is definitely still suspending him a year. If you think, well, he's settled and they're, they, they took it away. They're not suing him anymore. No, 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 folks. It's already been written in stone by the gods himself. Zeus's thunderbolt already carved Deshaun Watson's one-year suspension from the NFL. It's there. Go look at it. You can see it. It's written in stone. It's it's it, he's still getting suspended a year. <laughs> now you're settling, man. If if Deshaun Watson, let's go to another universe when this first comes out after the whole Houston thing. You know, I want to be traded, all this stuff. Who knows? Who Maybe Houston's the one that kind of pushed these girls. We still are a little unclear about that. But that doesn't matter. But as soon as it's out there, and Deshaun, she should have just, he could have, what if he just sat back and went, fuck, this is not going to be good. All right, let's get in front of this. Let's just pay all these broads off. Let's just pay all of them off right now. All these women. Give them what they want. Done. Guess what? You don't get suspended. Guess what? You still get traded. Probably not to the maybe to the Browns still. Maybe you still get that money. You're, you're going to get a huge contract either way. But now you don't have to settle with these after being drugged through the mud. After drugging the NFL even more through the mud. 
man, just the consequences of your actions, ladies and gentlemen. I say it all the time. If you're a friend of mine, you don't know. All the time. Consequences of your actions. The consequences of his actions for paying someone to feed him nearly a hundred women, and then the consequences of his actions for being an absolute fool and not getting ahead of this and trying to clear his name when clearly that was never going to be possible. Big consequences for his actions Deshaun Watson's got coming up. Big, big consequences. Well, the other news this week is that future Hall of Fame tight end and four-time Super Bowl champion Robert Gronkowski. Uh, Robert, I think it was his middle name, James. Robert James Gronkowski has retired? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Because immediately after posting, after after saying he was retired, Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, you might have heard of him. He's like the most powerful agent in the world. Definitely in America and the NFL. Literally, after he did, tweeted out, yeah, he's retired, but if but if Tom but don't be surprised if Tom Brady gives him a call and he comes back. Gronk just doesn't want to be a part of training camp. Gronkowski does not Rob, why would he? He's battled through injuries his whole life. We've clearly seen him being able to take some time off, get his body healthy, not have to be around the team all that much. He knows the playbook. He has such a good connection with Tom. He could just be plugged and played week eight. Whatever it may be, you know, and I imagine Rob's probably sitting back going, let's see if they can get it rolling again. Why? Why would Rob Gronkowski, a man who hasn't touched, I mean, from reports are his entire career, has never even touched his own money given to him by his contracts. He's been living off his endorsement money. And before that, before he got his first big endorsement, his, I think, middle of his rookie year, sophomore year, his parents who are, 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 you know, well off, we're just kind of supporting him. He put all his money in the savings. This dude is loaded. He hasn't touched any of his money. Why would he have to battle through training camp and, and then and worry about injuries and then not wanting to show up and he have to get fined if he doesn't show up? This is, listen, folks, this might be a new wave for players that are like Rob. I mean, obviously, like, y- y- you can't do this if you're just a mediocre player. Rob Gorkowski is a former Sorry, a future Hall of Famer. He's a four-time world champion. He's been to five Pro Bowls. I'm pretty sure he's in top five of every statistical tight end category and almost every receiving category. It's insane, the numbers that he put up. He's one of the most dominant players I have ever seen at his prime, at his peak, on a football field. He was insane. Him and Brady were nuts together. Rob would go watch his highlights. Please just go watch Gronkowski's first four years in the season in the league. Just absolutely dominant. And that was with Aaron Hernandez on the team, who was also dominating. And then the later half of his career, after multiple arm surgeries, he had the back. He had a he had a leg problem, a hip problem. He comes back with a robot arm on, and he's just killing people. I mean, just killing people. Roman Kelsey is one of the greatest players ever. He's one of the most dominant players, pound for pound, in the history of this game. That is not an arguable thing for me. Pound for pound, he's one of the most dominant players ever. He's, he was, I mean, insane. Insane. 
92, 92 career touchdowns, 9, 000, over 9,000 yards on 621 receptions. I just, I mean, he was a, a dominant freak, and he battled through injuries his entire career. His entire career. He was drafted in 2010. He really, and honestly, you can kind of say that the last three years, I know he had a big epic playoff run with Tampa Bay, and he was pretty good when he first got there. But his last later half, I, I you know, with, with New England and Tom, I know that they went to another Super Bowl. He just wasn't really the same. I know he still showed up in big moments because he's a future Hall of Famer. And that's what you do if you're a future Hall of Famer. You show up in big moments all the fucking time. All the time. When you're a great one, you show up all the time. That's what he did. But he wasn't putting up the numbers he was early on in his career. He put up majority of these numbers way early in his career. If Rob never struggled with the injuries he struggled with, I, I mean, I would think he would have 1,300 yards on probably over 850 receptions. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, I mean, come on. He's a touchdown freak. So, I mean, it had to be over 120. I mean, we're, t we're, we're he would be touching top three all time in receiving touchdowns. He was a nut job. <laughs> he doesn't want to do training camp. I don't think this is an official Rob Gronkowski retirement. I think this is a, listen, <laughs> I, I, I've been there. I've done that. I don't need this training camp stuff. I'm good. He knows the playbook. I'm sure Todd Bowles is fine with this. I'm sure Tom is fine with this because they know if he really does want to come back, they're more than welcome to have him back. He knows the playbook. He can plug and play. He's a, he's, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's going to show up in big moments. He can be Tom's guy late in the game. It's just, it, it, I mean, whatever. He's not officially retired. He's not. But if he never, ever plays another snap again, what an amazing career. What an amazing personality. And he went to the University of Arizona. And I absolutely fucking hate the University of Arizona. And I hated Gronk while he was there. Because I played him as ASU. And when I say I, Arizona State University. We're rivals. Uh, it's... He, he, he kind of kicked our ass. He was, he, he, you could see his physical presence, his just prowess on the football field. And he gets drafted by Bill, and it completely changes his career. His work ethic mixed with Tom Brady's work ethic made him work harder. I know he parties, and he does all this, and he's gronk, and I understand it. But that motherfucker works. That motherfucker loves to play the game. He loves to run through linebackers. He loves to burn safeties he loves to score touchdowns and win championships and that is the man's legacy scoring touchdowns and winning super bowl ranks and i think just about every fucking player ever would take that legacy so if this is the last time we never see you again gronk i'll see you in five years of the hall of fame buddy what a fucking career man so i think it's the official day of summer was two days ago i think officially you know how they say it, it feels like it's been summer here in Phoenix, Arizona for the last two months. It's like 113 today. That's okay. I don't mind the heat too much. I mean, I played golf on Monday and it was 10 it was 109. You know, it is what it is, and I play in pants. I like I just it is what it, I I it's a thing. I like to play in pants. But it's officially summer. It's a summer for me, for you, and even for the NFL. Everyone's on summer vacation. And on summer vacation in the NFL is much like summer vacation in elementary school, middle school, and even high school. Maybe not high school so much because a lot of us are working in high school, but definitely elementary school and middle school. 
You can do whatever you want, whenever you want to. You have about 40 days. We have about 40 days, about 40 days till training camp starts. 35. Yeah, 35, about 35 days till training camp starts. They could do whatever they want for that month. They could go here. They could go there. Family time. They can choose to eat whatever they want. They have nobody on their schedule. Nobody coming at them. There's no coach making contact with them right now because the coaches are on vacation. I mean, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are meeting up in Cabo like they do every year. I bet Stafford will be there. Super Bowl trophy. If, you know, Jimmy ain't going to be there. But maybe maybe Kyle brings along Trey and says, you know, I might have one of these with this guy. They're all hanging out, relaxing, all cool, you know, shooting some b-ball outside of the school, you know, and, and <laughs> God damn it. But uh, they're just, it's summer. It's like me and you as a kid and summer came and we just got up and did whatever we wanted in the morning. You know, whatever we wanted in the morning, ate whatever we want, had cereal for dinner. These guys can eat cheeseburgers seven times a day, ice cream, this and that. They could choose to work out. They could choose to not work out. There's nobody overseeing them right now. Rookies, second-year players, if you've been in the league for 12, 13, 14 years, there's nobody overlooking you. You are overlooking yourself. This is self-discipline time. Summertime in the NFL is when the top guys separate themselves from the pack. When Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, the running backs that's doing extra work, the wide receivers that are doing extra work, those guys separate themselves in summer. They stick to a plan. They work out like crazy over the the playbook film. Now, yeah, sure, they might still go on vacation. They need that. Family time, this and that. But Tom Brady notoriously has separated himself from Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and everybody else because of how hard he works in the summer. And he's been notorious for this. Working out in the summer, always bringing his personal trainer with him on vacations, having workout plans on vacations, sticking to his diet, not 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 indulging, ever. I mean, ever. I, I know he has some. I know he drinks during in the summer, and I think that's good for him. Drinking in the summer, I think, is good. He doesn't drink during the season. But the top guys, the best players in the league, separate themselves this time of year. What are you doing when nobody is watching? Are you just kicking it, hanging out, eating some cheeseburgers, working out every once in a while, not really doing much and walking into training camp? Or are you on the fucking grind? Are you with your kids, with your wife for half the day and busting your ass the other half of the day? Working for a Super Bowl, working to make make the team, working to be a starter, working to move up, working to win your division, working to win a playoff game. We're going to win the conference championship and then eventually the Super Bowl. Top guys, that's what they do. This is what the summer is. Summer is summer. They they deserve a break. We all do. They deserve their vacations and all that. But on your vacations, get some work in. Because the top guys, the best guys, the elite guys, the legendary guys, the Hall of Famers, they get work in. They're not twiddling their thumbs thinking, what am I going to do today? They're not Kevin Durant on Twitter, bored as out of his fucking mind and having to do all the weird shit that he's doing. Top guys, they're working. Whatever it is, 
You're working on film. You're working on the playbook. You're working on your footwork. You're working on your scheme. You're working. And in the summer, you we've seen it. We've seen guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who I, I think works really hard when it's time. But when it's time to party, when it's time to play, when it's time to lay low, he takes it off. We've seen that. There's interviews of it. Countless other guys. I'm not just trying to call out OBJ. And we know guys like Tom. We know guys like Mahomes. We know guys like Aaron Rodgers who doesn't really put that much time in the summer. But Mahomes. Manning put some time in in the summer. Brady. The Luke Keekley, the linebacker, used to put in a shit ton of work. J.J. Watt goes to his cabin in the summer and by himself, well, not, probably he's not by himself now. He's got a wife and a kid. But he used to go and used to literally work out like a lumberjack in the summer, put himself away for 30 days in his cabin in Wisconsin and used to bench press fucking logs, chop trees down, run, do work. Get yourself out of your out of your comfort zone. Put yourself in a situation this summer. Make your mind change. Be better. Because if you're if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. It's an old saying in the NFL, and I've and I've said it. Got fuck my entire life. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. The top guys separate themselves this time of year. The top guys separate themselves and are elite because of what they put in in the summer, when no one else is putting it in. Are you putting it in? That's what she said. <laughs> but are you? Seriously? Are you putting the work in? You putting the time in? You watching the film? Are you studying? Are are you are you are you are you are you being a dad, a husband, whatever you are, a family man, a, a, a son, whatever it may be, and still grinding on your vacation in in Italy, but still running the steps? Just getting getting a couple jogs around the uh, the Coliseum? Whatever it may be. Work. Top guys work. They always do because they're addicted to it. Just like Kyle and McVay, they can be off in Cabo as much as they want. Sean McVay made the trade for Matt Stafford in Cabo. That happened in Cabo. So you may say that it's a vacation, whatever. They're working, baby. They're always working. Top guys work. Even coaches. Even coaches. But the players separate themselves this time of year. And, and especially these young rookies and second-year players... They got to make strides right here. And this is a lot of times where we see players separate themselves their second, third, uh, and even rookie year if they really, really put it in. This is where we see the separation. It's from this moment. It's from these 40 days leading up to training camp. And then you got to put in the work with your team and you got to develop it. And you got to get and you got to get team chemistry. You got to put it all together. And then you go out there and try to win football games. But it starts right here right now on June 23rd at 7 o'clock at night. This is when it starts. What are you doing? Are you eating a double cheeseburger? Or are you eating a salad and watching film? Are you got a kid in one lap? Remoting the remote for film in the other lap? Hmm? You working out in the morning? Or are you sleeping in? That's the difference. And that will always be the difference. Extra work. Top guys will always put it in. Do you want it? Or do you not want it, baby? Plain and simple. All right, folks, just a short, quick little fired pod here for your weekend. Uh, like I said, I mean, really not much going on in the league. But I'm hoping next week we really start off with the guests. We're going to get fired into it. I'm I'm so excited to have it on. I got a Steelers fan lined up, a Bills fan lined up. 
I think I could got a Cowboys guy, a Cardinals fan. I'm reaching for a Bills fan. I I'm spreading it out. Maybe a Chargers, an AFC West guy. I'm just trying to get it, trying to get some people, trying to get some content, have some good conversations about the Niffle. Uh, but enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Have a good one. I'll see everybody at the beginning of the week. Some beginning, middle of the week. Uh, man, we'll see. Uh, hopefully I can get them in at the beginning of the week. We get this out Monday. I get my first guest. But until then, take it easy. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Peace.